Happy Halloween, everyone. You may have seen it, the headline that says, Super Parenting Improves Children's Autism. Besides that sentence being grammatically incorrect, the implications are insulting. It suggests that parents that do not have super abilities or super skills can't help their child, and in fact that it's super parenting that's what improves children's autism. It sends an unhealthy expectation for parents who are already struggling to help their child. And even worse, based on the feedback I've received, it's been hurtful to many parents who've read the headline. If that wasn't bad enough, that one article went viral, and not even the text itself doesn't properly represent the study it reports on. The authors, who are quoted at the end of the article, do get it right, but the tone was already set in the first couple paragraphs. So it's time to set the record straight about the findings. These findings, published in the journal Lancet, describe a follow-up of families who participated in an early intervention study which was published years ago. It was considered the gold standard of treatment research called a randomized clinical trial. Immediately after the end of the intervention, it improved interaction between parents and child, but it didn't really do much for autism symptoms, so the researchers at the end concluded that it wasn't that helpful. It wasn't that the intervention did nothing. It just didn't do what they had hoped it would for social communication and repetitive behaviors. On the other hand, other studies have shown that parent-delivered interventions improve autism symptoms in the first few years. But the researchers didn't stop there. Based on the fact that other people had found a longer-term benefit, they kept following these toddlers through school age to find out if this intervention helped over the long run rather than the short run. Of really great importance, it did. What was not seen immediately following this intervention was seen six years later. The results showed improvement in social communication and repetitive behaviors, which is huge to families. This was not a reversal of symptoms, and it's not what's considered a cure, but it still showed improvement. Now, let me explain why the parent component was used. These toddlers spend most of their time with their parents. The intervention started anywhere between age two and four. The skills that they learn at these ages need to be generalized as much as possible so they can be delivered in different settings, at home, at bedtime, at bath time, at the grocery store. It's a round-the-clock process, and parents need to be involved. It does not mean that most parents are normally doing anything wrong, or without this specialized training to, to help their child, they're useless. It means that prior to preschool, intervention needs to be intense. It needs to be done in multiple settings. Clinicians can only do so much in their time. Teaching parents to work on skills with their toddlers is crucial. Parents may think they know it all, but they don't, and they need help. They have all sorts of situations with work, home, other children, family members, and living situations. It doesn't make them less than super, it makes them human. And this intervention was designed to help parents build their skills to help maintain interaction with their child across time. So one of the things that continues to push lawmakers and insurance companies towards coverage of these interventions is whether or not the gains made directly at the end of the intervention can be maintained. This can only be determined through a longitudinal study where a person is followed for many, many years. They're rare, but they have been done. The important findings of this study was that there are improvements that were seen and sustained six years later, not just in social communication, but in repetitive and restrictive behavior. So these are the core features of autism. This study shows that early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. It's a powerful message, and it shouldn't be lost underneath terrible headline language. And while I'm on the topic of this study, I had the opportunity to hear a presentation by the first author, Dr. Andrew Pickles. I was at the High-Risk Baby Siblings Research Consortium in California. 
This group is doing amazing things in the area of identifying the very earliest signs of autism and understanding the trajectory of symptoms so the roots can be changed leading to improvement. And as I just mentioned, it's not just about the short term, it's about longer term. Not everyone with autism has or had access to early intervention. I get it. But going forward, early intervention is the right investment to make, both in research and implementation. This group of researchers, and you can learn more about them if you Google Baby Siblings Research Consortium, is all about early identification, early intervention, and how to do it better, more efficiently, and for more families. This year, they discussed ways to improve screening in different settings, including a web-based model assisted by video clips. They also presented on new ways on how to utilize statistical models to detect differences in treatment settings, and also how to integrate parental concerns with clinical observations in standardized instruments for diagnosis and screening. One of the major things that's remarkable about this group is that one group can find something and the rest of it can replicate it. For example, things like motor problems in the first year of life. Years ago, it was something that people thought was just a fluke. But now researchers know that this is something to pay attention to in the first year of life as an early sign of autism, and that these early motor problems can have cascading consequences on social communication systems later on. Together, this study on intervention, plus the multiple messages from groups of clinicians and scientists that study autism from its early stages, say that when you're studying autism, it's better to think about the journey, not the destination. So if things seem to go wrong early in development, you can change it and redirect how behavior develops and unfolds. Biological changes like neuroplasticity, the structure of the brain, how the brain responds to stimuli, these can be identified way before a diagnosis. So this represents a crucial time in targeting behaviors and biological mechanisms. Early intervention, while it's not a cure and it doesn't reverse symptoms, should be available to everyone. And what kind of EI works in what person is somewhat the holy grail of the future of kids with autism. Happy Halloween and talk to you next week.